Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lewis and Lucas podcast. I am half of your podcast, Lucas. With me, as always, is Lewis. How are you doing today, Lewis? I am doing great. How are you? I'm excited and get to talk about Sam Harris. This yes. was somebody who, if you remember my atheism journey, Sam Harris was uh, important intellectual. I used a lot of his videos, his debates, his lectures to help justify my atheist worldview to help give me some more clues, more ammo uh, to when people would come at me with theistic arguments. I could, I relied a lot on Harris and the stuff that he came up with. Yeah. He's been in the news a lot recently with his uh, talking about how the Hunter Biden story, how it was good that basically arguing that it was good. The social media helped quash the Hunter Biden story because we did not want Trump to get reelected because Trump was the worst thing. Trump is like a meteor coming towards earth. And no matter what we do, it, we should do it, but we definitely shouldn't rig it. Right. Like, yeah, don't, yeah. don't rig it, but it, he is literally it, like a meteor coming towards earth and everything is on the table except for, you know, any kind of rigging. Right. So, right. Well, I mean, exactly. if you, you do what you got to save democracy, Lewis, to you save do, you do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to save democracy, you have to prevent the people from hearing. <laughs> it's a very important element to uh, saving the democracy. Yes, yes. Because sometimes the majority gets it wrong. Well, the so, people are dumb. I mean, the people, people are, are really dumb. dumb yep. And that's why it's important we protect them from information. But we should also let them choose the next leader. Right. So that's, <laughs> those are... That's the logic here. <laughs> a care carefully vetted leaders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So talking about Sam Harris today, um, I, so I, I mentioned how I came into how I noticed him, you know, anybody who's looking at atheism in the 2000s, 2010s, you're going to run across Sam Harris at some point, along with Christopher Hitchens, Richard Dawkins, Daniel Dennett, uh, a lot of the more prominent atheists of that time period. Uh, when did you first uh, come across Sam Harris? Um, I came across Sam Harris. I don't remember the date. I would guess long time ago, but um, maybe 2010 time frame. I, I actually don't remember exactly. I, it seems like I've known about him forever. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he uh, um, was one of the four horsemen of the atheist apocalypse or whatever the, the, yeah <laughs> the non-apocalypse yeah, yeah yeah then the new uh the new uh new atheists and yep. uh as a result i tried to read all of them right so like i tried to i like to read people that are um influencing culture even if it's not in a direction i like so i i read hitchens i read dawkins i read uh sam harris i read dennett i read you know, other atheists as well. But um, I just wanted to kind of understand, you know, are their arguments good? Or are they not good? You mm -hmm. know, what, what's the strength of them? So I read uh, Letters to a Christian Nation okay. uh, by him um, and watched a bunch of his videos. So, you know, that, that's to the extent that I know him, that's mostly what I know him from. Um, I've read a few other um, uh, articles and excerpts from other books um that he's written um yep. but uh that's good letters to a christian nation is mostly how i know so. then that was one that really 
put, help put him on the map. So at, so after 9-11, he became greatly concerned with the negative impact of religion. So he made that connection of someone who devoutly follows Islam would be it'd be easy for them to justify something like the 9-11 terrorist attacks if they took the tenets of their faith to their logical conclusions. And so he's always, he's, he's never been like hundred percent friendly terms with the left, uh, the, the left at that time. And, and to today is very much about this idea that Islam is a religion of peace. And he would argue and debate with people that, no, if you take the Quran, the Hadith, take what the tenets, the morality that it, promotes terrorist attacks are totally justifiable in that worldview yeah but he of course has no love for christians either he like you said he wrote that book letter to a christian nation but yeah he he was he's like a a child of hollywood wealth his mom was a producer on golden girls so pretty affluent upbringing and then got into zen buddhism but always with this B buddhism seems to be really open to atheism that you don't actually have to believe in the supernatural or in other gods you can just take the tenets of buddhism meditation things like that and he, he's very much into meditation still yeah, I don't. Have, have you ever? I don't know if you've ever tried meditation. Like the, the he he's very much into like you, you sit down and the you every time you feel your mind going somewhere, you pump the brakes, you stop so you can try and reach a sort of zen. Uh, I've tried that a couple times. I've never been very successful with it. How about you? Um, I have never seriously um tried it. Uh, I my brain races way too much and mm. i probably drink way too much caffeine so um <laughs> i never have tried it i've never had a religious reason to try it either so um, there you go i you know i've uh never found it good interestingly in when i did my book on uh, psychedelics uh one of the things i found was that um you can induce the kind of psychedelic mystical state you can do that with meditation um and right. another interesting thing about sam harris is that he got into meditation after taking psychedelics um that was oh that's uh, right yep so he um he that's uh, everything's connecting but uh, <laughs> that is uh, ultimately uh how he got into it was to try and recreate that um that uh, psychedelic state naturally and yeah. uh, he claims he he did so yeah there you go um like we did with so we, we've done episodes about Nassim Taleb about Jordan Peterson so we want to give a fair shake to the ideas that Sam Harris promotes what we things we might like about Sam Harris things we don't care for uh, he's a staunch atheist of course and as anybody who's listening to the show knows Lewis and I are not atheists. I used to be, am no longer. But he has other interesting ideas. His written on whether or not free will exists. So he argues scientifically, it's hard to prove that free will exists. They've done studies where they'll 
measure the brain as somebody is making different decisions. So what they'll set the person down, they're watching their brain waves. They'll put a pencil on the table and tell them, okay, now whenever you want to pick up the pencil, just randomly decide to, and then pick up the pencil as soon as you decide to pick up the pencil. And they found that people they'll, they'll see the signal for pick up the pencil. They'll see that signal in their brain before the person is consciously aware that that's the decision that they're going to make. Now, how, how they prove that, I don't know, but there, he cites studies like that that seem to indicate free will is just an illusion. We think we decide what we're going to do. I think I'm going to, I chose to yeah. just scratch my face there, but that's actually something that my brain decided before I was consciously aware that I was going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that the rejection of free will, a lot of people don't realize this, but this is necessary if you hold a naturalistic worldview so in other words if you believe that all things that there's there's no spiritual world mm. if you believe all things are determined by natural causes it is impossible to have a free thought so it's impossible if if your thought is truly free it's independent of the of a natural cause that by definition Right. So it's not being caused like um, a pool table, you know, you hit the ball and then everything from there is determined. Right. So like, even though it might be hard to predict where all those balls are going, it might take a very complicated computer program to figure out where all those balls are going. Ultimately, they are determined to the second you hit that. Right. The, mm. the motion of those balls on the pool table are all determined by that. Um, when an atheist thinks about this world, that's how they think of this world is that there, there's laws of nature, uh, gravity and electromagnetic laws, etc. And they determine the motion and action of all things. And so if our thoughts were truly free, that would be a violation of that, we would be um, not acting according to the laws of nature, uh, we would be acting according to our own impulse. So we could our thoughts would be a miracle. And it's interesting, mm. uh, C.S. Lewis in his book, Miracles, says that our thoughts are a miracle. <laughs> our thoughts are a proof. If, if, you have, if you believe that your thoughts are free, you have to believe in miracles because that is a proof that's something that is not determined by uh, the laws of nature. And thoughtful atheists will agree with C.S. Lewis. They'll say, well, Okay, then they're not free. And so that's why you hear guys like Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, um, pretty much all the major atheists, they'll say, well, we have the appearance of free will, but it's not free, actually, because it can't be free. Like, it makes no sense for it to be free if, if you're a true in the, naturalistic atheist. In the same way, I knock over something and the, the gra laws of gravity take over, that falls, that has other consequences, yeah. hits other things, makes those fall. You're saying... In a naturalistic worldview, we go back to the Big Bang. Everything else is a consequence of that original. Yes. And yep. yeah. And it's, it's got to be, right? And even our thoughts, if, if you think of, uh, say, a computer, or if our brain, like Scott Adams says, is a moist computer, um, a computer, when you hit, you know, you, you type in uh, a sentence, for example, 
Um, a lot of complicated stuff happens inside that computer to take the motions that you make with your fingers and make it pop up on the screen and show the sentence that you typed. It's very complicated there, but the, the sentence popping up there, you know, whether or not as non-computer people, we can figure out exactly how it happened, doesn't matter. The sentence popping up there was determined right at the beginning when we started typing that sentence um, on the keyboard. And so all the guts and the causes that happened inside um, might be difficult to understand or see, but they're they determined from the beginning. And that's if, if our brain is a moist computer, the inputs come into us just like a finger on a keyboard and we spit out stuff as a result. And, and a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, psychiatry, so, social psychiatry, um, social uh, dynamics, a lot of the work that's being done at universities assumes that that we're moist computers. If and a lot of kind of what Facebook is doing with manipulating information and, and Twitter is doing, um, and uh, that one guy that's with World Economic Forum, Yuri, uh, I, I can't remember his name, Yuri. Um, and it, yeah, the the guy that wrote Sapiens. Oh anyway, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He um, he said um, something very similar to this, where he says the idea of free will you know, has got to go. Humans are manipulable. We're manipulable. Uh, um, uh, mutable. Yeah, we're or malleable. We can man manipulate and guide human beings. We can make them do what we want them to do, and. Um, that's kind of the idea of atheism and that's part of the social psychiatry that is going on in society that's part of it is like we don't have free will you're you're a moist computer and what we put in we can d determine what comes out mm. and i don't believe that like i i think and right. and c.s lewis basically said in miracles he's like if that's true why are we all why are we talking you know like uh, right to plus two puddles don't talk to each other if there's spilling puddles on the ground you know it doesn't matter how they bubble like it nothing matters if it's all cost and and in that piece of work sam harris does talk about so like co consciousness is a huge problem that yeah. does not make sense the why doesn't consciousness exist in a natural like how do you account for it in a naturalist worldview for the very reasons that you're citing like, why are we taught? Like, how could we be aware of ourselves, right? And con consciousness is so interesting, right? We've, we know that animals, other primates aren't conscious the way that we are. It's Well, let me, let me say this. Um, sure. I actually like Sam Harris's thoughts on consciousness. I read his wife, Annika Harris, wrote a book called... I think it was called on consciousness okay um or it may just be called consciousness i can't remember um but it is an excellent book um written from a mostly atheistic perspective but it's an excellent book because it points out how blind science is to consciousness and that's the mm. thing that i think sam harris gets i'm not a fan of sam sam harris as a whole but like that's one thing he gets that i appreciate is the difficulty of consciousness a lot of atheists have no idea how um, how difficult it is to understand consciousness as an atheist. So what Sam Harris and his wife said, there's a podcast they did, I think, uh, together on his podcast, she's on the show is definitely worth listening to. Mm -hmm. um, but um, they, they basically say science is completely blind to consciousness. 
And I've said this to people and they say, no, you can see consciousness. You put somebody's brain under a scan and you know, you can see when they're conscious, when they're not at certain areas, turn on certain areas, turn off. Um, Sam Harris says, that's actually not accurate. Does you can't mm. see the consciousness. You can see behaviors that we associate with consciousness, but you could create those behaviors without consciousness. Um, so in other words, when, when we think of, you know, if I say, is Lucas conscious, I would look at you and I'd see your eyes are open. I'd see you smile when I say a joke or cry when something sad happens. Like that's how I would determine if you're conscious. But what Annika Harris, you know, Sam's wife, and I think Sam agrees with her. Um, but what she says in her book is I could create a robot that is good at laughing when, when a joke is told that is good at looking like it's sad when, when a, a sad thing happens is good at doing all the behaviors and I can make the brain behavior act the same as it would. Um, there's no reason for those behaviors to have a unifying consciousness attached to them. All there's all sorts of behaviors in this world that are not conscious behaviors. And yet, you know, and, and they're opaque. So basically what yeah. Sam Harris and his wife say is that science is opaque to consciousness. So when people ask me as a dog conscious, I say, I have no idea. Like I literally <laughs> have no idea. And it's impossible to tell. Actually, it's impossible for me to tell other human beings are conscious. The only kind of Descartes style understanding I have is I think therefore I am right. So I right. have, I have consciousness. I know that. And well, I can trust that other human beings do, but that's, that's the extent of it. I can't see that other human beings do. Well, and this is, what you're saying reminds me when people are talking about like artificial intelligence and questioning, can we create a computer that is itself conscious? And so, and somebody made a similar point to what you're making. They said, what if we had a, you know, we had a box and we have somebody inside the box and we feed it Chinese letters and it learns over time. I get these symbols and I respond by outputting these symbols so we're feeding this box language, we're feeding it information, and it gives us the correct responses. We're like, see, look, it's conscious. It's, but the person inside does not know Chinese. They just know, I get these symbols, I respond with these symbols. Yeah. And they, they are able to mimic patterns that we associate with conscious, rational human beings, but it is itself like that's that's exactly what a machine could do to replicate and mimic consciousness, but not actually be conscious, not actually know what it's what it's doing. Yeah. And the the other problem with consciousness is so there's a problem of like, how do you see it? And that's, mm -hmm. that's a giant problem. But then the other problem that both Annika Harris and Sam Harris acknowledge is that how it evolved. Yes, is is, is a complete mystery. And Richard Dawkins talks about the same thing. Um, uh, Steven Pinker uh, talks about the same thing is that um, if you think about what a computer, so again, going back to the moist computer idea, the, the idea that our brain is a moist computer. Um, if you think about what a computer is, a computer is a basically a very complicated circuit, right? It's got, um, you know, a very complicated path that your electrons go down to create, you know, a computer, right? So you could, in theory, when I was in um, mechanical engineering school, um, they uh, 
taught us circuits. They wanted mechanical engineers to have a basic understanding of circuits. And one of the ways they taught it was the using a waterfall or a flow of water. Um, and they said, you can, there's an uh, equivalent um, to a circuit in a, in a flow of water where the height of the water, for example, is the equivalent to uh, voltage. Uh, the speed of the water is the equivalent to amperage. Um, bends in a channel would be equivalent to a resistor, for example. And so it, it, mentally, you can kind of think of it that way. But the interesting thing is you could actually build a mechanical computer using a channel. So if you had okay. a, mine, a Minecraft-sized planet and you covered it with channels, you know, water channels, you could, in theory, create an iPhone or whatever, a giant okay. iPhone, you know, you, it's, it's totally possible. You, you can totally do that. Um, and um, so you say, okay, I created this giant channel. And, you know, if, if a signal I send down the channel, say a ball or something, it goes one way, it will flip a light and that light will turn on. If it goes another way, it'll flip a, you know, a, a speaker and the speaker will make a noise or whatever. And so in theory, I could make an iPhone that um, you click the button and the uh, iPhone says, you know, what do you want? And you say, hey, Siri, will you marry me? And Siri says, oh, let's just be friends. And you laugh and you say, <laughs> okay, well, soon Siri will become conscious, right? Is almost seems conscious. She's telling jokes and stuff. But in reality, like go behind the board and it's just mm. water flowing and a ball going down the river and flipping certain things. And the idea that that river at some point in time will say, I am a river is, is impossible. It will never happen. Like in a million years, the behavior could mimic exactly like human behavior, but ultimately it is a river of water and a ball just complicatedly designed by a human being. That's all it is. You know, like yeah. it's a river and a ball. And that's all an, uh, an iPhone is. That's all a computer is, is it's a river of electrons, but everything else is the same. And the, the evolutionary explanation as to how all of a sudden that river said, I am a river, or that moist computer that is the human brain said, I am a human. Sam Harris is like, that's mysterious. Yeah. Um, Richard Dawkins is like, that's mysterious. Annika Harris says that's mysterious. And Annika Harris comes up with some very interesting potential solutions that maybe we can talk about, but like it, it, the consciousness piece. And so, you know, we're doing Sam Harris today, right? I think Sam Harris is one of the few atheists that has grasped the problem there, um, which acknowledges I, I, it. Yeah. I, I appreciate about yes. him. So, yeah. Yeah. Like we said at the beginning, we're going to talk about things we like and don't like, right? We're, we want to give full nuance to all the things that they promote and the consciousness thing is super 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 interesting i really and like you pointed out it's nice that he's acknowledges yeah like as a naturalist i have a hard time uh accounting for how consciousness would come about in a naturalist worldview so very very interesting stuff now regarding religion we briefly mentioned this but the started with islam specifically but then religion at large which is kind of a tenant of new atheism so new atheism something that emerged in the 2000 2010s it wasn't nearly a, a, atheism as a movement prior to new atheism was you know we don't believe in god we're not we don't believe we it's you know naturalism is the more logical, rational worldview, and we don't 
it, we don't acknowledge the supernatural. We don't acknowledge there's a God, whatever. The new atheism went a step further and said, actually, religion is the bane of human existence. We would be much farther along as societies if we would throw off the chains of our religion, of our superstition. We could be more rational. We're morally obligated to get rid of religion as wholesale and to adopt just the rational scientific worldviews. Uh, he wrote, Sam Harris wrote a book, The Moral Landscape, trying to explain how you could have a moral society without religion. I don't know that I've never met somebody who's actually read the book or has cited the book as a way to. I actually did read. <laughs> you did? Okay, please. Not not the whole book, but I read sections of it and I um, cited it in my previous book, uh, uh, Emperor's New uh, Emperor Has No Clothes. Um, and the reason I read it is I wanted to understand the best atheist argument for where we could get morals from, from a naturalistic perspective. And it was incredibly disappointing <laughs> to be honest. It did not, he did not have any good explanations. Um, and, and I can tell you what the main problem with, and I, I think this is a problem on a similar level of difficulty for atheists as, um, as consciousness is the is ought problem. So I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that philosophical problem, but it's the idea that because something is doesn't mean it ought to be so often what atheists do and sam harris definitely does this and i, I don't have the citations in front of me but um often what atheists do is they'll start with an is because that's all they have right so all an atheist has is is so they'll say humans like compassion and empathy and kindness Therefore, we ought to be compassionate, kind, and empathetic towards each other. Right. Right. Now, that's a, that's a, a logical and philosophical leap that is absolutely unwarranted and absolutely impossible to follow and easily debunkable. There are many things in this world that we do have that we all agree we should not have. Right. So you could say, Humans, you go back in history, over and over again, were violent and cantankerous. It right. happens every society. We do you know, violent, angry stuff. But I think we all agree we ought not to, right? Like we ought not to steal. We ought not to beat up our neighbor. We ought not to abuse. We ought not to rape. We ought not to do these things. But people do do them all the time. And so the is there being antisocial negative behavior, we say should not be ought not to be um so the is and the ought like determining which is is ought to be can't be determined by what is right and that's the right, problem those... with atheists they have no guns in their bullet right or no no bullets in their gun they're not able to come up with an ought because everything they have is they it's... don't believe in a spirit world they don't believe in a transcendent power they don't believe in anything beyond themselves and so therefore that's all they have and all sam of... harris's book doesn't doesn't go further than that right right that makes sense because yeah all of, all of the morals that you would appeal to are arbitrarily contrived 
you can, like you said, go through different history where majority of humans thought that this was good moral behavior. And today it's just taken for granted that that is immoral. And there's yeah. nothing that atheists could cite that would help them to navigate that. Yeah. And even the empathy thing. So, you know, Sam Harris and others are like, well, we, we all appreciate empathy. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> no, we, we just don't. Like you can find all kinds of examples. Like, I mean, the, the um, perfect example that I always bring up is Nietzsche. Like Nietzsche thought that um, empathy and um, kind of the whole idea of mercy and equal rights, et cetera. He thought that was the philosophy of slaves. He thought those philosophies were come up with by weak people because they can't assert their power. And that the Superman, the Ubermech, you know, the, the, the man that can overpower everything, he should reject those ideas. He should embrace will to power mm -hmm. and he should assert what he wants, not what other people want on the world, right? That's a Nietzschean view and Hitler loved that, right? Like, and a lot of people, Nietzsche continues to be loved, right? And he's a fairly recent philosopher, right? And, and he continues to have giant influence on this world. So when people say, well, we all agree on this, do we all agree on this? I don't think we all do, right? Like, as a matter of fact, like very few societies have agreed that the weak and the poor and the lowest of society deserve equal respect and love and value to the most powerful. That's a, that's a very <laughs> Christian innovation that only makes sense when you base everything on the teachings of Jesus Christ. Like, but, it's just, yeah. Just, when, it, you have, when you have a... Made, God and you have a creator who charges you to do exactly yeah. what your nature does not want you to yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Ancient, ancient Rome would have been like, what? Like how, like, why should we treat the, the, the slave equal to the Senator? Like that makes no sense, right? Like the well, Senator is inherently a better person. And that's and exactly what the, what Romans would write when they can, when they would run into Christians, they would talk about how weird, this these ideas that these christians were promoting and how unnatural they are and yet yeah. now the idea that every person is inherently worthy uh, of dignity is so commonplace now but it was such a foreign concept back yeah, in as, christianity's as as, origins as long as they're born like that if right they as have long to, as they're, they pass through those eight inches of the birth canal then they deserve well, the see, rise, now that's right, up right. in the, I just saw um, <laughs> there, there's people debating like, oh, there, there was a, some sort of congressional hearing. They asked the lady, well, do you, does the woman have a right to abortion after? And she's like, yeah, like, so I, so yeah. even that yeah, is up yeah. to debate it now, this idea that even if you're born, which that we'll, we'll have to do like the pro-life pro-choice thing. I, the idea, when does somebody have human rights? When yeah. is it conception? Why is it conception? Is it some people say second trimester? Like, but it seems like everybody's picking these arbitrary milestones. It would be nice to flesh that out more, uh, maybe yeah. sometime in the future. But yeah. So anyway, so so Sam Harris, he um, he takes that is ought and kind of glosses over it, and then he builds. Once he builds that, hey, we should all be it's in everybody's interest to all be looking out for each other. We've all got these shared values of kind of these core values of, of 
human decency and mutual respect and empathy, et cetera. Then he builds his whole moral framework based on that. Um, but the, the, the foundation is sand. It's not, it doesn't make any, doesn't make any sense um, to build. He's, he's uh, picking arbitrary is's, ignoring other is's so that yeah. he can derive the oughts that he wants to have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Okay. So we talked about his work on consciousness, atheism, religion, and we could talk about it, uh, Trump derangement system syndrome can we, can we before we move on to that because sure. that's like his most recent um interesting thing but um one other interesting thing from uh letters to a christian nation oh yeah um and kind of to get into something you had talked about earlier is like this idea that the world would be a better place if we just secularized right this is something all the kind of new atheists talk about is like hey if we can just religion has caused so many wars and it's caused so much hatred. And can you, you know, the Muslims are blowing us up because we're Christian and we're attacking them because we're Christian. The Hindus are blowing people. Wouldn't it be better if we just secularized everything, just get rid of this whole idea of religion, let science and reason guide our path. So that's, that's Sam Harris letters to a Christian nation. That's kind of his whole idea. Um, yep. Now there's a giant fly in that ointment. There's a giant fly in that that um, that theory is that we've tried that a few times, right? It's called Soviet Russia. It's called the People's Republic of China. It's called Cambodia. It's called you know, like yeah, it, it's French called Revolution. the French Revolution, right? Yeah, we've tried it a few times. There's been a few times that we've like said, "Hey, I agree. Let's get rid of this religion thing," and they've all been horrific human rights disasters on a level that has the world has never seen before i mean you see like what chairman mao an atheist did to his people and it's horrific i mean some say close to 50 million people he killed and stalin close to 20 million plus and yeah. you know you you say the, the those levels of depravity how did those happen in a country? I mean, you look at Russia and Stalin actually started, I think the league of zealous atheists or something like that. It was a group of people that were intended to kind of rid the world of, of the super rid USSR of the superstitious religion. And they were to educate people, close churches and put, you know, museums to reason in place of the churches, et cetera, et cetera. And how did this, scientifically enlightened culture of Russia um, that had, you know, at least at the upper levels successfully rid themselves of, of the Christian superstition. How did they devolve into such butchery and, and such horror? Um, and, yeah. and when you read letters to a Christian nation, Sam Harris has a answer for that. And his answer is, they weren't true atheists. Oh, <laughs> they weren't real atheists. Oh. Like, you know, they they worship, and this is what you will hear over and over again from atheists, probably thanks to Sam Harris. But um, they started to worship the state, so they replaced the god of Christianity with the god of the state, and therefore, they're not truly enlightened, reasoned atheists. They are. Um, on just another religion 
It's, it's another religion um, that they started, um, despite the fact that none of them would have admitted it was a religion. Right. All of them, I mean, like starting atheist leagues to go wipe out Christianity, like they're literally they're doing that. And yet they're not true uh, atheists. Right. Which is, in my mind, really funny, because one of the key um, atheist talking points against Christianity is like often Christians will be like, well, you know, if you point out a bad Christian that did something horrific, some murder or whatever, Christians will say, well, they weren't real Christians, um, you know, and, you know, to some degree, that's true. They didn't believe in their heart or whatever, but like, um, and atheists came up with the phrase, no true Scotsman, right? And the no true Scotsman, um, I, I don't know that they came up with that, but that's a logical fallacy. Basically, it goes along the lines of, you know, a Scottish guy says, um, you know, no Scott, Scotsman uh, doesn't, I can't remember the exact story. It doesn't pay his, his bill or whatever. And uh, the Irish guy says, well, what about the old, old bill? He, he didn't pay, you know, or what about old, old O'Reilly? He didn't pay his, his bill. And he says, well, if he didn't pay his bill, he's not a true Scotsman. Um, right. And so that, that whole no true Scotsman by definition kind of eliminates anyone that does bad behavior from your group. So you say, nobody in my group does bad things. And you say, well, what about that guy? He's in your group. And he says, well, that's not a true, if he did that, he's not in my group. So it's the no true Scotsman fallacy. And um, Sam Harris, I mean, it's hilarious, but it's basically his whole thing is like, hey, if if they're murdering a bunch of people, obviously they're not real atheists. You know? Right, yeah. which and it's funny, like, you know, they were really worshiping the state. And as we're going to get into, I feel like he's doing he's doing something similar where he is he has his moral like he he doesn't believe that you should lie you should do things that are dishonest whatever, but in order to save our democracy whatever we had to do those things we had to hide the Hunter Biden like Hunter Biden could have had dead children in his basement and he would not have cared like though though these are because the state must be preserved, must be protected and all of our, whatever our moral compass is, we need to set it aside so we can dogmatically save what we need to save. But yeah, he, his, um, about religion, his, um, it, you know, bad people will always do bad things. They don't need any help to justify doing bad things because they're bad people, but good people to get good people to do bad things. He always says you need religion in order to make good people do bad things you have to use religion to make them do those bad things. Yeah. As, yeah as you right. Out, Be, the... Because when I see a group of people leaving a Bible study at my local church, I cross the street because they're scary. Like they're, <laughs> those, those teens showing up at Bible study are the most violent teens in the world. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into the Trump derangement syndrome, which I feel like Sam Harris is like patient zero right now. With his, yeah. uh, he he was on that podcast trigonometry explaining why he didn't care about the Hunter Biden laptop story and that it was there was this conspiracy by major media outlets to bury it um, in light of the ups and upcoming election to help Biden get elected as president and. Because Trump was the worst thing. He cited Trump University as like a reason why Trump is so immoral. And I'm not a huge fan of Trump at all. 
uh, I get really bothered by the cult of personality that he has with a lot of conservatives. Like you shouldn't just excuse and ignore all of his flaws just because he owns the libs or whatever. He's somehow this righteous moral person. He's he has his flaws, and I'm he's not my favorite person, whatever. But he's certain he was not the antichrist. He was not the he was not instituting a fascist sort of Fourth Reich in America that Sam Harris and others seem to believe that he was bringing about yeah yeah well just by not saying he wasn't a fascist you are labeled a trump tard and you're just yeah <laughs> you're, yep, ultra-right, you're the worst bigot, yeah, yeah you are the worst you you uh i can't believe you you are not on board with the trump as hitler uh, well it's you know what's like so like supposedly as the president he had all this power do all those things he couldn't even the the Muslim ban, whatever. Remember in his early presidency, he wasn't even able to do that. There was a judge in Hawaii that threw yeah. A, that. Yeah, yeah. Like that, he, he was uh, stopped at so yeah. many, there were so many checks and balances in place that prohibited him from doing even the little things that he wanted to do. Yeah, and he Trump's was, presidency really showed me that the president has no power. Like, right. I, don't know who, I don't know who has power in this country, but it's not, not the president. Because, I mean, Trump couldn't do anything that he wanted to do. I mean, like, it was, and see, it was, it was crazy. And this is probably the biggest benefit from Trump's presidency is people, we, people have been talking about the deep state, that there's this unelected cadre of p- individuals that make the big decisions that actually run things global for our country and the world. We never see them. We don't elect them. They're not accountable to us. That really came about in Trump's presidency when people were actually like um, towards the end of his presidency, they had somebody was talking to the press about how they were actually withholding information about the Middle East from him so that he would make the decisions that they wanted him to make. So it's like and and people and and the press ran that story it's like a pot. Like look, look, we have good righteous people in the military who are helping to make sure that our president doesn't have all the information to make the decisions that he might otherwise make so it's like we're at we're actually actively gloating about the deep state and how the deep state is actually protecting us yeah like that well, was just democracy is so important that it is important <laughs> that we take the power away from people that were elected and we give it to people that weren't elected yeah. so that's uh, that's one of the tenets of democracy is unelected people having all the power that's yep. that's the most important part because the people are dumb so right right so to protect democracy we have to not allow what the people say yeah we can't allow democracy to reach its full potential because that would be really dumb and dangerous right yeah <laughs> it's like how, how it all can... makes sense it's, it's very right. you just have to be smart to understand how this whole democracy thing works like how can somebody as rational as where Sam Harris is purported to be look at how Trump was stopped so many times from doing all the, all these different things like indicted and um, for having a, a phone call with Ukraine, like look at all these different things and reasonably assess that this man is a danger. Like this man is like, he, he, barely had any power he was he was stopped at all the time from doing things that he wanted to do yeah 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 he is uh it's 
it doesn't doesn't make any sense that's for sure you know he was going to start world war three i don't I, I remember um uh, 2016 he was elected and and then he, we were he was going off on kim jong-un and everybody was worried about world war three getting started and people were selling radiation pills in california john oliver like that's that's the like it wasn't just Sam Harris. Like there were so many people that just lost their minds when Trump was elected. Trump like, actually was, there was, there was some interesting things um, that I think in some ways, that's one of the most helpful things about the Trump uh, presidency is like it just revealed the true nature of a lot of people. A lot of people I thought were on my side with things like I get like not liking Trump's personality or whatever. Like I totally, totally get it. Like my, my wife does not like his personality and I think he's funny personally, but like, I, you know, I, I get not liking it. Like that's, that's fine. But like the principles that, you know, freedom loving Americans uphold, seem like they should transcend any kind of personality like or dislike um and yet trump kind of revealed there was a lot of people that were willing to blow up the things that they said they believed in because of hatred for him and it's for me it was real revealing that oh a lot of republicans aren't they don't actually believe what they say right and it wasn't until it was almost like this revelation that came um through the trump presidency and through covid um that that was an interesting revel- revelation um for a lot of people I, in, in some ways it was like this um this uh acid test of yep. of um very various people well he he wasn't taken seriously until uh, he wasn't taken seriously at all by the mainstream media until he was elected like if you remember he was so the 2016 presidential election was going on and i remember like 2015 2016 it was a foregone conclusion that 2016 was going to be hillary clinton versus jeb bush yeah. everybody at my circles that was like just this foregone conclusion people were talking yeah. about these family oligarchies and how our america we yeah. claim to be a democracy but these political families just keep getting elected 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 whatever then he announced his presidency and I remember the Daily Show with John Stewart was he was still the host was make at was right away making fun of Trump like the way he came down this escalator then to to announce his in a very yeah. Trumpian way and yeah. just like how we it was just this sideshow and then the debates and he was very funny he was very and the media just you immediately were ignoring everybody else and focusing on it was almost like they were trying to serve up. Like man, if he if he took the Republican nomination, oh, that's a slam dunk for the Democrats. It's a slam dunk for Hillary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then lo and behold, he gets the Republican nomination, and yeah. everyone's like, "Well, that was wild." But you know, the election, the presidential election, everybody knew that Hillary was going to win until she didn't. Yeah, it was wild <laughs> watching watching the nomination on on election night, or watching the election night coverage where it's just they had all these people to talk about the first female president and there was like historians and stuff and just the mood shifting as the night went on yeah (laughs) crazy but uh anyway yeah yeah so sam harris trump derangements and he's one of those people that was just like broken by trump you know for whatever reason um 
the 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 Saturday Night Live after the election, and Dave Chappelle hosted it. He had a really interesting monologue. People, I'll I'll link that later. But the opening opening skit, whatever. Uh, Kate McKinnon had always done Hillary Clinton impressions. Remember, you remember this? And because yeah, I just yeah. saw Rob Schneider talk about this, so I was she like, did Hallelujah, so, yeah. yeah. She did Hallelujah, and yeah, then she had yeah, little yeah. like, "It's okay, America, we're gonna be okay. We're gonna get through this." There was no joke. There was, <laughs> there was no, no joke. Yeah, it was just it was, and uh, it was like, wow, like yeah, this here yeah. we go. Here we this is. I think I think there's a lot of people. So this is this is such a giant divide in in American life, but there's a lot of people, especially kind of in the real blue areas, um, that don't know any Trump supporters, um, don't can't get their brain around why someone would support Trump. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's like this kind of level of almost idea that there's just every, of course everybody supports hillary so you know look when we're gonna do a skit on hillary losing it's gonna be a sad skit because we're all sad right but they you know of course they're projecting this over a nation that just elected trump right? yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, like this show is going out and like the population just just picked this guy and yet they're assuming that everybody's sad like they're assuming this makes sense to to do and yep. it's a it is a weird shows the bubble that they live in in new york there um yep. as they uh, as they do that show so that yeah and that's like uh, a really good example of like the legacy media losing their mind and discon really disconnecting themselves from american consciousness and we meanwhile if you watch uh, remember joe rogan hosted yeah. like a watch uh, election watch party with his comedian friends and Bill yeah. Burr, oh man, that was like him uh, commenting on the election results as they were coming in. As well. have you watched that? I have not. No, I oh, should go man, back and watch well, that. I didn't. I didn't even know that existed. Because he's I, he yeah. he's never been like a Trump or whatever. He he loves poke like he and he'll tell you like, hey, when I'm when I'm in conservative areas, I make fun of Trump. Yeah. And when I'm in. Uh, more liberal areas. I make fun of Clinton and like what you know, I, just, I just, I love yeah. poking the bear. I love that's, that's who he's you know, a true comedian in the sense that he's always going after your sacred cows yeah. and yeah. man, that 2016 and YouTube and like all these alternate media personalities. I, I feel like Joe Rogan hosting that with Bill Burr and a bunch of his comedian friends just make it lambasting the whole thing. But yeah. like, yeah. like, just how like and th there were people like there were other like more liberal comedians that are like I just can't believe this is happening and Bill Burr just goes in on them. Uh, <laughs> it it perfectly encapsulates that, that disconnect. Like how YouTube became really a it wasn't just people uploading cat videos. Like there was this real people were really using it to get alternate sources because the legacy was so disconnected after trump from what people were actually feeling and thinking yeah 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 uh, sam harris out. yeah yeah I'll, I'll make sure to link that in the uh the tw twitter thread i do for the show notes after all of our episodes yeah trump so yeah sam harris he's not alone a lot of people like him really felt like this was the worst thing that could have ever happened 
and Trump is going to do all these things. And, and none of the things they said were going to happen actually came to fruition. We did not get into World War III. We did not. It's the whole and the, the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. You know, Russia uh, annexed Crimea during Obama's presidency, didn't really do anything during Trump's presidency. And Trump was actually like arming where Obama was only giving financial aid and like medical supplies, things like that. Trump actually was giving Ukraine weapons, which if you really believe the whole Trump is a Putin puppet. Doesn't make sense. Explain to me, yeah, explain to me why Trump was arming Ukraine. Which honestly I'm against. That's not something I like about Trump, but like you're right. There's there's a lot of things to criticize about Trump. Like I really, I really, really thought that he was going to pardon Julian Assange on his way out. Like you, you've already been voted at, like the election's done, like just, just pardon, like on your way out, like do the right thing, pardon. And he never did it. Yeah. And that, I was really, really disappointed about that. I thought that with all his flaws and everything else, and he saw the deep state and how much they hated Mm -hmm. Snowden, Assange, these guys who exposed the deep state and with us with a signature from his pen he could that could have absolved those guys and, and be done with it and now that yeah it failed to do it for whatever reason um that was really disappointing yeah yeah that was uh that was disappointing um but yeah what can you expect from a guy that started trump university which is the worst thing <laughs> ever like that dude is a bad I mean, can you imagine what level of monster starts a fake university? Yeah. Which <laughs> is funny. Like Sam Harris, like pointing out Trump university is like the worst possible thing. Trump university is like every sales shtick that in the world, like yeah. you can go online tomorrow and sign up for like how to improve your sales. And it's like, you know, Joe, brown university and he'll go out there and hey people you know here's how we sell more blah blah blah. Yeah. like there's a million of those online they're all over the place and some are helpful some are scams some are less than helpful whatever and like trump did one of those he probably had nothing to do with it maybe like he recorded a few things for it and Sam Harris points that out as like the worst possible thing. I'm just like, whatever. Which, like, I mean, who? It, it is like very on brand for Trump to like sell dumb, useless crap, but like it is definitely not um, the apocalypse. Well, it, what was really crazy was almost in the same breath, he acknowledges that, yeah, it does look like Biden was doing some backdoor deals with his son Hunter, with China and everything. Yeah. And you're like, okay, hey, but and he's, he was the. The accusation is he was doing that as he was the vice president. As of vice the president. States. So, so you're taking someone that our main military and economic rival in the world, our main enemy, a, com- a country that is dedicated to uh, communism and human rights violations. You're taking someone that is his son is on tape talking about the fact that his dad is bribable. Right. Right. So you're taking that and you're comparing that to a guy that sold a questionably valuable sales course, sales course to, to uh, people that maybe didn't benefit as that much as they want. It's not even in the same category. Like it's not even close. Like they're not even like remotely close things. And Sam Harris uh, unbelievably says the Trump university is worse than that. Like it's it's like it's worse than treason. 
worse than flat out treason to our main economic and military rival in the world. It is mind blowing. Like it's a mind, like it, it shows either a level, either Sam Harris is compromised by the deep state and is just repeating their talking points or he's borderline R word, right? Like, I don't understand like what, like how you can confuse those things. It makes no sense. Well, here, here, I, I think it makes perfect sense when you're going back to his moral, his arbitrary is to odds. He believes certain things. He hasn't fleshed out. He hasn't justified why, because his naturalism, atheism precludes him from justifying those ises. So of course he is able to employ some cognitive dissonance that allows him to really, I think he really believes, he wholeheartedly believes that Trump University is worse than Joe Biden being treated. He really, I think he really believes that. I think he seems- I don't very know how sincere. you could believe that. I don't know how you could. Like, it's the most mind-blowing thing of like, <laughs> just like, it's like, uh, I I don't know. It's like if you, you go to Walmart and you buy, uh, buy a generator for your house and the generator craps out early. Well, it was a bad purchase and it maybe Walmart should have vetted their products better, but definitely isn't treason to a major foreign power. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like there's, there's two different categories of things, right? Like it's yeah. just not, it's, it's so, so different. Like it's, it's not apples to apples at all. It's so vastly different, but yeah, the, the Trump derangement syndrome is re- And it's, you know, we're, it's, it's 2022. Trump hasn't been in office for two years. And man, people are at, well, and now the whole, Trump being investigated for taking classified materials to Mar-a-Lago, whatever. I still am unclear what exactly. The walls are closing in. The walls, oh man. They're the slowest moving walls. They've been closing (laughs) in since 2015, but they Uh, are closing in. They're closing in. They're going to get them now. They're going to get them now. I still don't really know what he, so because First, it was all this classified material. Then he took the nuclear codes. He he took the nuclear codes out of the White House and brought them to Mar-a-Lago. To and sell now them. it's not that. To sell. to sell them. And now it's not that. It's nuclear codes from other countries, which begs the question, I, like, like, do, like, do, we, do we have? That's the latest I've heard anyway, is that the, yeah. the nuclear codes for other countries. Why do we have other countries? I don't know. Yeah. But and, it's it's... I, well, it, it keeps the, evolving what it is actually that was in these classified materials. And, and the funny, here's the funny thing. So the funny thing is, um, so we were saying that Trump stole these highly sensitive, very important classified materials. And we say that the details of those highly sensitive classified materials are now being leaked to the media. Who is leaking that information to the media, right? Like that person needs to be arrested because they're doing everything Trump did, except for worse is worse to leak them out to the public than it is to actually have them. What, keep I wonder them if it's quiet, the same so. guy that leaked the Roe v. Wade decision. It probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> there, seem, there seems to be these web of bad actors that do things that yeah, just somehow make Trump and conservative like look bad. It's but they they just can't seem to catch them. They just can't seem to find these people that are constantly leaking things to the press. Yeah, the Never walls are the walls are closing in, Lucas. Oh, they're, they're, you got to keep keep faith. Keep faith. <laughs> it is it is a faith based. That's 
it is interesting to see a lot of people religious and otherwise inclined look at what's going on with sam harrison like like wow this is really this is really insane and even yeah. sam harris's have did you see his thread about after, so after the trigonometry clips came out and he had that little thread about trying to trying to clarify or to whatever clarify. yeah yeah i i saw that he posted a thread and i just was not interested in it but what did it say uh, the... that's yes the hunter biden story was bad and it probably shouldn't have, but it was the right thing to do and um he also mentioned because the dark brandon the uh speech that biden gave with the red overglow behind him as he's talking about these trump republicans that are trying to yeah. destroy our democracy he was he talked about that a little bit too how that wasn't a good look but if trump had done the same thing that would have been a window into trump's soul yes yeah and yeah. uh <laughs> i love it when atheists talk about souls oh my gosh and people are there were a lot of people like his his what sam his yeah his what again <laughs> yeah i i, uh, I think uh, the interesting thing if you don't believe in free will like how could trump do anything different than what he's doing right you know, like, how could anything it, else have happened that have happened yeah exactly it's just yeah. a it's just a continuation of like there was the big bang and then trump like this all nothing else could have happened yes the the dominoes meme where you have that little domino going up to the big domino the, <laughs> oh the I, big need bang. I need to i'm gonna do big that bang. big bang and trump then presidency. trump university yeah trump <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's perfect um because that's you have to believe that right you have to like as much as sam harris as much as you hate trump and all that stuff like what other way could what other possible scenario would have could have occurred what happened happened yeah because nothing else could have happened if there's, something else could have the, happened it would have happened yeah i mean there's never a time with the forces of the universe where it stops and says what do you think right yeah like no ne never do the the power the the gravitational constant or the electromagnetic constant stop and say what trump should i do something different no they're like they they trump is a product of those forces so which so and and this is the kind of the final thing i wanted to flesh out with sam harris going back to this there is no free will because of naturalism i you know so when you usually when people who don't agree with that are like oh so you can't even decide well and th those are kind of elementary ways to dispute the ideas that he's promoting but what i would say is if you really believe that free will doesn't exist because of naturalism whatever why don't you have a more stoic approach to life to world events to whatever like how can you look at trump's election and be upset knowing that the, of course it happened from the beginning of time that was going to happen it, there, and nothing anybody could have, there's no there are no free agents right yeah it's, operating it's, outside of this the laws of nature that can enact upon the laws of nature to bring about a different uh scenario. yeah it's is equivalent to um hitting the balls on a pool table and thinking that 
um, somewhere in the middle of that, your thoughts could change where the balls go, right? They, They can't, your thoughts are, the balls are reacting to the forces on the table. Like you, you, and to be like, that ball shouldn't go that way. That ball shouldn't go that way. Why is it going that way? Ah, oh, if only we could stop that ball from going that way. Like it's it, at the, the lack of, you're right, stoicism regarding where the balls go. Like once you hit that ball, once the, the motions start, um, they're going to end up where they go. And you yeah, mentally, you could be. You, you can, can be stress out about of, it, but it, yeah, it doesn't You can be mad matter. at the laws of nature. You can shake your fist at the wind. It yeah. doesn't change anything. It's, it is right. really puzzling yeah. to me how the Trump derangements that he, that he succumbed to it the way that he did that you, I've never seen him apply his, the logical conclusions you would, you should arrive at from naturalism and no free will also and for not a Buddh- applying it to religion and for a buddhist and a determinist he is very stressed out a lot right I mean, he, he should get back to meditating and just understanding <laughs> that everything is determined and he'll be okay yeah yeah like you should just just believe what you say you believe sam yeah I, that's the idea business idea for trump is he could start like a uh, a meditation university there that, you go uh, oh. that sam could go to <laughs> he could partner with sam harris to come there you go <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah so that is sam harris the good the bad the ugly really really interesting ideas about consciousness i'm gonna have to check out like so his wife's book that you mentioned the podcast that they had because i that stuff really really interests me and especially as like as a calvinist uh free will is wrestled with a lot I, it's just so to go at it from a secular perspective looking at the science what it says and what it doesn't say about consciousness that'd be very very interesting by the way on my website uh lewisungit.substack.com i have an article a very long article that i wrote on consciousness oh uh, send it send it engages I'll it. engages with uh, some of the um uh, some of the ideas that um Annika Harris promoted. Um, and I actually put that in the appendix of my book. So if anybody wants to buy my book, it's uh, uh, nice. in, in the appendix to that book as well. So. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely send that to me. I'll include that in my in the thread. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Like, subscribe, let us know what you want. I think next week, maybe we'll dig into uh, another person. Maybe we'll talk about Alex Jones some uh, some other personality that is important that's relevant these are really if, really if fun you have idea anybody that has ideas put it in the comments or, or yeah us on twitter uh, maybe you should do another twitter poll uh to see uh see well yeah and, and then eventually we'll get back to economics and finance because we we have to we're going to have to duke it out eventually because you're a hard currency enthusiast and I'm a fiat shill. So we'll have to, we'll have to hammer that out at some point. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Like subscribe, check out Lewis's book available now. And the audio version is available too, right? Audio version is available. If you go on audible or Amazon, you can find it. I think it's also up on Apple, uh, books, um, as well. So, uh, definitely check that out. Um, and, uh, it is, uh, I love listening. I don't know about you, but I love listening to audiobooks, And, um, I, 
uh, I hired a guy to do this book uh, named Sonny Swinton, and he uh, did a very good job. So nice, um, nice. Re- reading a book is difficult. I tried to do it myself, and I'm like, uh, I'm too, I'm too uh, slow to, <laughs> to do a good job here. So, All right, yeah, you got it. You got a great. That's why voice is perfectly suited for podcasts. You got a great, su- smooth, sultry voice, Lewis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out if you if you are at all curious or skeptical about psychedelics, the newfound the psychedelics are becoming more and more mainstream now. You should definitely check out Lewis's book. It goes into why you should be skeptical, what potential doors you could be opening if you experiment with this stuff the consequences of it very 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 interesting the history stuff. of it history you know it talks it. about different societies that have used it that kind of stuff so yeah um check it out it's called the return of the dragon and if you search on amazon for the return of the dragon ungit my last name u-n-g-i-t you will find it yes awesome thanks everybody we'll see you next week all right thanks